CMG podcast. Playing podcast CMG conversations to mend the gap. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. We are the CMG podcast. Happy New Year to everyone. And, you know, it's been quite a new year so far. <laughs> Within the first few weeks, we've already had this. That happened, you know, we, you know, everybody is being safe with corona, but still some foolery has happened. And it's only week two, I think. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, I'm definitely talking about the foolishness that occurred at the Capitol in D.C., which, you know, has been all over the news. Everybody is talking about it. And so it wouldn't be right if we didn't have a conversation discussing all of this mess. So, you know, today we're going to talk about what happened at the Capitol and how there are a bunch of different disparities in the Black community in comparison you know, just our opinions, our thoughts, and connected to our past, and you know. So, my fellow co-hosts, ladies. Yes, she said we we bet together. We bet. Hey, Hold on. Y'all ain't seen us like this in a minute. Mm-hmm. We'll be back. We bet. We is back. So, ladies, this mess that happened at the Capitol. (laughs) Tell me your thoughts. Tell tell me what you think about this foolishness. Honestly, when I first saw it, I was just looking at the TV like, what? (laughs) Like, like, you know how you see something and you just, you don't even want to know. Like, you just like, spare me. The details because I already know it's some foolishness. Like, what are these people doing now? What? Like, what? What y'all mad about? What? What is the purpose? And at first, when I saw it, it wasn't when they were inside of the Capitol. It was just like them outside. And I'm just like, okay, just just don't give them the attention that they crave. But clearly, it's all over the news, so they're getting the attention they're craving, and I was just like, okay. So I literally ignored it. I ignored social media, and then later on, I get on social media, and I see these people in a federal building that you can get nowhere near on any other given day, just running hog hog wild in there just like living the best life like you just (laughs) they look like they just went on some tourist adventure and they like taking pictures and like what is going on yeah no Mm -mm. when i saw it i was um i was excited i was like yeah do it do it but then it was like these trump supporters and i was like Oh, for real? I thought they was one of us. <laughs> I thought we was taking back what was ours. Huh? Not one of us. Mm-hmm. 
and I just sat there at work watching it with my coworkers. Three black people in the room, one white person. And um, I was like, hey, I better not hear no Blue Lives Matter. And then I was looking at him being like, what you about to say? But he ain't say nothing. <laughs> um, and then, I don't know. I wasn't, it's like I was blown. But at the same time, I would expect this of these kinds of people. Like, they're just some ignorant bigots out here wanting their little voices to be heard over an even more stupid individual. Like, it just, I don't even, I just really had no words for it. And also, again, like Janice just said, like, why even feed into it? Like, they're dumb. Don't even shed no light on it. And also, the fact that they got that close to the building and nobody died and everything. I'm just like, like, granted, I don't want people to die, but if they was black, if it was pigment to their skin, the melanin was there, they'd be in a, they wouldn't even be in the casket. They just A-Town stomp these niggas into the dirt. And that's it. <laughs> that's, that's it. You in there or nothing. And then they want to call it a protest. Whole time, no. When everybody up on Dorman was doing all that stuff, they want to call it a riot and all this other stuff. That's not no riot. They just taking stuff because y'all orchestrated stuff so that they couldn't go home. Anyway, in other situations, you feel me? Well, other black people who protest all nice and peaceful, they want to be saying like, oh, this one person did this. Like, they, they threw a thing or they blah, blah, blah. Like, whole time, that's you and your people and y'all starting stuff. You the one who man's car ran into a crowd of black people while they peacefully protesting. So it's y'all. It's never us. I'm not going to say never because it do be, you know, people sometimes. However, when we organize protests, we are not normally rambunctious like these people. They were rioting. These are terrorists. And that's all. I digress. <laughs> Chelsea. <laughs> Not A-Town stomping. Oh my gosh, I was waiting to respond to that. Um, for me, when I saw it, I was just like appalled. Completely appalled. I see a way in the world no people stormed the Capitol. A federal building. A federal building in D.C. Like, I'm not talking about Oh, it's the federal building in like North Carolina in Texas. Like, okay, but no, no, the federal, the Capitol building in DC, the, the Washington. And so I was just like, this got to be a joke. And instantly, I went to. Twitter, because if you don't know, Twitter is where you get the real tea, you get the real live updates, everybody. Twitter has all the information. So, you know, Twitter, if y'all want to sponsor our videos, <laughs> shameless plug. But <laughs> Twitter has all of the information. So I went straight to Twitter and started scrolling. And the foolishness just rolled in like the. The videos were endless. There was so much media coming in at once. And then if you compare that to what they were showing on the news, it was nowhere near like 
equivalent. Like they did not show half of the things that actually happened there on the news. Social media had all of the videos, all of the clips, like exposing all of the foolishness. And I was just completely appalled. And they had the nerve to talk about black people. Black Lives Matter, they have the nerve to talk about us. When majority of our protests are peaceful, 93% of them are peaceful. And I ain't just making up numbers for the people that don't believe it. There was an actual study done by the Armed Conflict Location and Event Data Projection. They did a study and they analyzed more than 7,750 Black Lives Matter protests that occurred since the death of George Floyd. And only out of those, around 220 were reported as violent. And when I say violent, I mean like looting, fighting, rioting, damage of property, like that type of behavior. But the rest of them, the majority of them are peaceful. The fact that we had to have 7,000 protests, Black Lives Matter protests since George Floyd, what does that tell you? Like, that's not since like Trayvon Martin. George Floyd was not that long ago. Like, 7,000? What's not clicking? I don't, I don't understand. 7,000. Seven. Crazy. And the fact that the Black Lives Matter protests are even being compared to what happened at the Capitol is frustrating because we're protesting police brutality in the loss of Black lives. Not us not getting our way by who's elected into office. We're mad about the law and how it's, it's like, it's not set up for, like, we mad about that too, but it's not in the same form. We're mad that it's still happening to black lives, like they're being lost for no reason. But for them, it's just like, we're mad that we have to wear a mask. We're mad that we didn't get who we wanted to get in office again for a second term. But, but, so you gonna just storm into a federal building and overthrow it? But it's crazy because they can. Like, they're like, yeah, we, we actually are. And we're gonna get away with it because they do. When Marquise was saying how, like, the statistics on how many um, protests with Black people become violent, I was just going to say, they become violent because we mad. And we got a right to be mad. We got every right to be angry and upset. Not saying that it's okay to be doing these things. However, there's a legitimate, real reason as to why we are upset. And when you upset and you tired of repressing your feelings all of the time because you scared you're going to die and now you're in a place where you can just let all that anger out, you don't know how it's going to come out. Like, we're not going to be killing one another. No, nah, but we're going to take from America because what you even giving to us? Like, we legitimately have a reason to be upset. We have a reason to be doing the things that we're doing. And again, that's not even a large percentage of the protest. But if that does occur, it's a legit reason. And like Janice was just saying, these white people 
rioting about not getting the president that they want about not being able to have their way like they are children and like who raised you like you don't just come up here with your guns and just bust into a place that you don't even own but the privilege the white privilege the blatant white privilege that they who that they show is just so apparent because they literally walked in there like they at their grandmama house or they just came home and they like oh I don't like how things are going so this is how it's about to be done we about to change this this that and the third grandma your walkers gotta go in the back cause I need this for this my gun room this my showroom like no this is not your house this is the United States of America this is the Capitol building and you ain't no more special than the next person. Not the walker, though. You, they moved her walker. She got to get that. I hope she got acorn stand lift. Life alert! <laughs> tell me why. As soon as you said that, Chelsea, I thought about the videos that I had seen. I'm so sorry. I'm not supposed to laugh at this, but the video that they had of people even got in the building. That, there are a lot of steps, and I'm confused as to if somebody carried them, or like some of the people that were approached, were rioting and broke into the Capitol. Um, how did you even get a whole full wheelchair? Like, all of this in here like who helped y'all get in here but clearly somebody helped them and somebody helped them get out and so i'm confused about like who how how that all happened and then the other thing that i wanted to say was when janice mentioned that like they were just like a bunch of white people that are not necessarily only white people, but people that are mad because they didn't get their way. And I'm just like, do you know how many times, how long, first of all, that Black people have been oppressed? How long Black people have not had their way? How long Black people's rights have been ignored? How long that their voices have been silenced? And have they, did they, did they do this? Not saying that there aren't things that have been done in the past, but, like, you're upset because something didn't go your way. Are you five? Is this a temper tantrum? Or are you a grown person that is fully grown, that has business and knows how to conduct? You don't win everything. Like, you can't win everything. Nobody can. Take your losses and keep it moving. You were talking about the people in wheelchairs that went to protest, too. And in the videos, I guess they were protesting, like, their, I don't know, like, their Medicaid or something, like, whatever. But um, they were in multiple, like, they were at multiple doors. It wasn't like it was just one door where there were steps, like... It's a big building, and they literally went in all the doors. It wasn't. <laughs> they went to the um, ADA accessible ramp and then got in that way because they didn't go up the steps. Somebody slung them on their back. 
and bought the chip with him. <laughs> this one lady, she had a whole wheelie pop the whole time. Somebody was like popping her wheelie the whole time. I'm like, that takes some arm strength for real. Like, y'all dedicated. I'm not popping or not at all. Not at all. The level of dedication, speaking of them having their wheelies popped and like, how y'all even get in this building like this? I was confused as to like how much planning went into this. They had t-shirts with the date on it. Like they had t-shirts prepped, ordered, mailed, dispersed. They had their gear prepped, ordered, mailed, dispersed, but yet nobody knew about it. Like, they found out about Black Lives Matter protests on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, social media, and they sent the National Guard for people just standing. However, nobody got wind of this happening for them to prepare. So, um... They just, they, they didn't know. The doors were unlocked. <laughs> like, welcome. The welcome committee was there. Like, was no one prepared to <laughs> defend the Capitol? <laughs> I'm just confused. Well, I think it's important to note, Marquise, that I don't think it was a coincidence that the people who were guarding the gates, were the people guarding the gates. So I'm pretty sure they knew what was happening, what was going to happen. Well, and it's like, I'm going to arrange for me to be at the door. I'm going to be waiting at the door, okay? So when y'all get there, you just walk, walk right on in. Because some people, like the man that was inside running for his life, <laughs> was confused, like, what's going on? He wasn't ready at all. So I feel like some people knew and some people was just left clueless. It was definitely people that knew because they they have videos on the internet of um officers moving gates and letting the crowd just mosey on through right to the Capitol, walking through the hallways like you wasn't supposed to be telling these people stop taking selfies with these rioters, just do-do-do, like, hey, y'all, we live from the Capitol. Like, y'all not supposed to be doing a, doing a job. So it's definitely people that knew, and I'm definitely convinced that there were people that were higher up that knew what was going to happen, i.e. incited by the president, somebody president. Um, There was even... A West Virginia state lawmaker, and I'm Derek Evan. He filmed himself breaking into the Capitol with the crowd. Just like, we're about to be inside. We're about to get in, like, live recording himself doing that as a state lawmaker. And then come to find out, I think he resigned after, obviously, his live video was discovered. But, like, the audacity to just, like, somebody that's a state 
lawmaker to just pop up and be like, I'm going to go hurrah for the bunch of racists. <laughs> Great. The caucasity. The caucasity. Um, when y'all brought up that it don't seem like a coincidence that certain people were in certain spots to ensure their success of gaining um, which we'll call it I said McConnell, which you call it <laughs> from getting into the uh capital and everything. It reminded me, I was trying real hard to remember what this was and I was looking it up and I can't find it. And this could have been a movie, but I think this was real life. And it was when it was this bus that either broke down or they put out the um the these things with prickies on them to mess up the tires on this bus. And the sheriffs in the town, there are specific sheriffs in that town that said that they wouldn't do anything or they wouldn't show up for like the first 15 minutes. And he was going to let the people just have their way with the black people that was on the bus. And it's like they specifically orchestrated that like they do, like they still do today. It's just not as violent because it's more eyes on them and they won't be held. <sighs> they're more likely to be held accountable because of the technology that's around now. And if they are caught on video, there's no way that they can deny that. But it just reminded me of that. That's definitely, like, the same thing that virtually happened in, like, this during the sit-ins back in the the day, which wasn't that long ago. The sit-ins that were organized... Lord, words, monkeys... The cities that were were organized because, like, they went into those establishments and sat. And who knows where the police was at for however long they were getting dragged out, beat down, stuff poured on them, pushed and pulled and tore up. But they knew they was coming. They knew where they were going. But yet the police weren't there to protect them at all. And so I think it just builds this mistrust, which has been like facilitated and just grown um, between like the black community and police now, so. And again, with the protests that were happening not even that long ago with the sit-ins and everything, they were peaceful sit-ins. They had trainings before they actually did the sit-in to know how to handle the situation in a nonviolent way. If somebody put their hands on you, if people want to spit on you, like they literally endured training to prepare themselves mentally and physically for what was about to happen. So nine times out of 10, you won't get a peaceful protest out of us. And it's just crazy how everything that's, that's happened back then when Martin Luther King was alive and Malcolm X and all these other great people, they are still trickling down and happening to this day just somewhat different. And I think that's crazy to think about. Like, decades later, we're still dealing with the same stuff and maybe it won't be in the same identical way but it's in the same like mentality or it's the same conversations 
or it's like the same issues we're still dealing with. And Chelsea was saying um, that it's more eyes like on them. So it's more likely that they'll get caught doing these things. But it's also like they know people. They know people in higher places. They know people that we don't know. And it's easier for them to get out of stuff like that. So even if they are caught, are they actually held accountable? It's the other thing. Or is it just swept under the rug and been like, all right, well, this never happened. It's not on your record. You can still get a job. Like, you know, you get what I'm saying? Like, is, is it really like it's affecting them, like how it's affecting us? And then in the same sense, um, are they trying to, like, are they trying to let there be less eyes watching? Like, is there going to be, like, in the future, is there going to be a law or something, like, saying you can't record stuff like that or you can't, you know? Like, so there's less evidence and less information that you can pull from to see these events happening. Or are they going to start, like, controlling social media in a way where it's like if something's posted, it's already deleted. Like, you're not going to see it. Because that, mm-mm, I don't like it. I don't like that. No. Um, When you said that <clears throat> they still, like, they can do whatever they do, even after there's eyes on them, and they can still have a good life and support their families and all this other stuff, it reminded me of um the black clansman like this was a real live man that david duke guy like he a legit like a real person and they have all the evidence leading like leading him to being was he like the leader of the kkk or like this big figure of the kkk like they had the evidence but like i don't know what legal action was taken against him if he ever got locked locked up if he had to pay a fine or whatever but like what happened to this man like he's still living his life he's still out here like just living in america doing living his best life and being who he want to be and doing what he want to do and it's just like y'all literally have seen a card like showing that he has become a member of the KKK or of this this group of like white supremacists and it's like what even happened to this man nothing and even if they did try to come at him come at him with the laws like after everything he's going to be fine he is fine like he's not dead there aren't black people at his house burning crosses on his front porch the way that they probably would still be doing to a black person or putting a noose anything in front of the tree outside of his house or threatening his family because they still do dumb stuff like that to this day it's just wow that like it can be right there in your face and still nothing happened like you have all the evidence in the world and still don't nothing happen and all that like the media and society is just showing is that nothing it's going to happen. Like, people are still not, to this day, even with billions of cameras out in the world, a bunch of evidence. Back in the day, they could have used the excuse of, well, we didn't have, we don't got no proof. Like, it's just hearsay. That's probably the excuse that they use. But this 2020. Cameras are everywhere. 
Everybody got a phone. Everybody got social media. Everybody has a way to track different things. So it's clearly like it's in your face. Like you can see that it's happening. It's just a choice to not make people take responsibility or holding them accountable for their actions. And that even happened with the um the riot at the Capitol. Like those people just walked out the door after they did what they did. They just walked back down the Capitol steps and got to go home and got to go to their hotels. They were able to leave. These people were able to go to their hotels, get a good night rest, leave out, catch their flight out of D.C., back to where they stay, but get back comfortable in their homes. And then, and only then, after after the FBI had to ask for citizens' help, were finding these people that had posted themselves committing crimes like idiots. Only then did they go to certain, to some of these, like, major, the ones that, you know, they caught on camera the most or whatever, the popular ones, and finally went to their homes in their states to pick them up. If these were Black people, first of all, the whole situation would have been different. But, like, you wouldn't have even had the opportunity to walk out of that building in the first place. Honestly, maybe unless you was in a body bag, cuffs, or you was being detained in some other way. And as soon as you walked out that door, paddy wagons would have had you. Anybody that was black, oh my gosh, anybody that was black in that area, if this was a black, like, black people committed this crime, I feel like they would have done what they did to, oh my gosh, but I don't know the name of the group right now. The group of boys that they rounded up, they made it the Netflix film about it. I'm trying to think of what they called them. But anyway, y'all know who I'm talking about. I feel like they would have done the same thing that they did with them, which was basically if you were black and you were in the area, they rounded you up. It didn't matter what excuse you had until you proved that you were not a part of what occurred and even if they could try to prove that they was they weren't a part of it they still were detained and so I feel like if this was brown black and brown people it just would have been a roundup of everybody that was on the streets in the area even if you was leaving the building because you was walking you know walking in DC leaving leaving work they would have rounded you up as a black person thank you the central park five they would have definitely rounded every black person up that was on the street at that time, without a doubt, with no questions asked, until you could prove that you were innocent, you would have been detained. This is a federal building. Like, but because they were, oh my God, grinds my gears. For black people, we guilty until proven innocent. But for them, they innocent until proven guilty, which don't ever happen. And also, as my girl Amanda Seals has said, the law for us is the law, and the law for them is a suggestion. Clearly. The whole thing, like watching the whole thing, just disgusted me. But especially when, like, they made a mockery of like the George Floyd death 
on like the Capitol steps. That I found disgusting. Like they basically reenacted it. And it was on video. And of course you didn't like see it on the news. It was more like social media and they like reposted it and it spread that way. But that was disgusting. And then when the person died that was in the Capitol when she got shot in the neck and died, it was like she was she was a hero. And it would they 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 were like say her name, basically trying to spread like awareness for this lady. And I'm like, first of all, she shouldn't have had her ass. Like you should have stayed in the house. You should have been in the house. The fact that you died doing something dumb, that's unfortunate on your behalf. I'm sorry, but. To compare it to like Breonna Taylor and other deaths, it was just so disgusting. Cause Breonna was in her house. She wasn't. She wasn't storming the Capitol because she was mad that she didn't get away. She was in her house. She was asleep, and she was murdered for no reason. I I just don't. It was disgusting. Like they trying to compare actual injustice to like a choice. Like you made a choice. And actively after people have told you to stand down, to stop, you still made a choice to do something reckless and storm a federal building and scale walls and break windows. Like, those are all choices. Brianna Taylor was in her home. Her home was stormed. Her home was violated. They entered her residence. That's not the same thing. I cannot believe that they tried, and it's, I don't know why I was surprised by this and it being disgusting, because they take everything else from Black people and try to spin it and use it in the way that they see fit, take Black culture, Black terms, Black fashion, Black everything, and try to make it into what they want to make it into. And to say, to, to even think to put, say her name with that, Knowing that that's like something that black people use to make bring awareness to injustices in the black community, and like it's disgusting, it's trifling, and it just highlighted how like disgusting people, American, some American people still are, and it's unfortunate because you would think that like the racists have died off, but we know they haven't. I'm just like, dang, y'all ain't done yet? Like, how many people y'all raised because, no offense, but y'all got to go too because we just, this, this racism, he got to get cut because I'm, I've had enough. I've had enough. And like y'all said, the fact that they really sitting up here trying to compare their stupidity of choosing to come out here and riot about them not getting what they want and trying to compare that to black people and some white people, but you know, mostly black people out here trying to get their voices heard and are literally telling people to stop killing them for no reason. Like, 
Yeah, and then and it's crazy because like I can see one of those kinds of white people if they ever came across our podcast be like, "Well, y'all choose to go out there and protest. Y'all choose to go out there and da 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 da." Well, we making a choice that we and we actually we making a choice to show up and really try to make a difference for something that is not okay, for something that should not be happening for any reason, shape or form, like at all. And you literally chose to come out the house looking like an idiot to sit up here and be like, oh, I'm mad he's not in office anymore. Oh, my God, it won't be the same anymore. America won't be great. Oh, my God, they're going to try and take my guns. It's not going to be safe. Like, no, you die, you die. Your family care, but don't nobody want to say her name. She need to stay her dumb ass home. When you said the thing about um, how people that have that train of thought, how they may listen to our podcast and be like, well, y'all make the choice to go out and protest and stuff. We're making the choice to go out. Like, if you decide to go out and protest, you're making the choice to go out and peacefully protest for social justice. If that is what you are doing, there is no situation in which you should be tased, shot with rubber bullets, beat with nightsticks, gassed for standing still. We aren't aren't going out and fighting police officers. They were literally fighting, pushing knocking them down slamming them in between doors like being literally the doc, the the definition of resisting oh my gosh textbook definition resisting any commands not following the directives of police officers but they had guns they had guns in a federal building like When people, when black people are protesting for the social justice, they're seen as criminals. But these white, this white mob, this mob of people that literally attacked the Capitol came dressed, prepared. I saw um, they had riot gear. Like literally, I looked at some of the reports from them cleaning up the Capitol and some of the things that was left behind. Like they came with their guns. They came with riot gear they came with stuff that they had ordered they came with weapons they took a bunch of stuff and damaged a bunch of stuff but they came prepared for war like this was a fight they signed up to come fight that's what they came to do we come to talk like we just we just got our chance we trying to walk we trying to kumbaya we trying to get our voices heard and we're met with tear gas and SWAT teams and people in riot gear and like disrespect and yelling just for us trying to voice how we feel about injustice. But they can fight police, literally fight them. And I just seen a police officer spraying them with me. It's like, shh, like it was for breeze. Where was the bullets at? Hmm? Where the rubber bullets? <laughs> Where they at? All of that is wild. And they literally, like you said, they literally came with guns. Uh, Janice, you said they came with, like, some people had bombs in their cars. And, like, they literally were ready to fight somebody. And to reiterate, when Black people protest, 
we don't come with these weapons. We literally come empty-handed. Like <laughs> we we come pro- we come knowing that we might not come back, but we are literally doing this to try and make a difference in a society that continues to try and put push us back every chance they get and we want to make it known that we understand that this is happening and we need y'all to know that that's not okay and we won't protest until y'all actually get it through your brains that we just not gonna stand for this like we know what you're doing and it's not good and we are hoping to have a better future for the people that come after us for our children for our cousins our nieces nephews all the little kitties, like we need the world to be better for them. What did this quote of air quotes people, what did this pro- protest do? What future, but like for who? The people that need to die off, they need to be eradicated. Like, why are you even, you're wasting air at this point? I think it is important to think about, like, what it's going to look like in the future, because even Dr. King, like, when he gave his speech, he's like, hopefully our children and grandchildren won't have to deal with this. Hopefully, hopefully we get to a point where it doesn't matter what what color you are, like your skin color. It shouldn't matter that because of your skin color, you receive different treatment. But going forward, it's like that that's what's gonna happen and the fact that they had like a face back then like they had martin luther king as a leader to orchestrate like marches and speak out and it was like widespread that way now it's just like individuals it's some celebrities that are black and they use their platform but it's like we have no real face or no like you know, person to stand up for us. It's just all of us trying to stand up for ourselves, for each other, for the community. And it's still not enough. Like, it's so frustrating. And the fact that you were saying um, they went with their guns and just going crazy in the Capitol, it's a time and a place for everything. The difference between the Black Lives Matter protests is that they don't, they don't do that. They don't go inside federal buildings overthrowing things. They're in the street where the public is allowed to walk freely. So they're they're operating within constraints. The fact that they went and like overthrew that, it's like they don't care. They're not worried about constraints. Like what are what are rules to them? And it's like when you allow people to have that mindset, like what are rules? It's like what won't you let them do? So of course it's going to see you. And the fact that they do have kids and they're raising these kids, it's just like, <laughs> listen, this no, y'all kids better not try my kids because, no, don't, don't, never, never, ever, not, <laughs> we ending this here, it ends today. Absolutely not, because you know, we, we ready, stay ready, fight. I got votes for anybody, listen, I... Anybody that know me know I've been waiting, and I will fight somebody's child. So, listen, don't play with none of my babies, because we had to fight. Child and no child. Like, I don't care how old you is, your grandmommy. Everybody can catch hands about minds. Me and minds? Uh-uh.
absolutely not. Absolutely not. Janice, when you were saying um how we lack like a black, like a major black leader, it's so scary because I'm sure there are people that want to take more initiative to like lead a force but like it's really scary to put your face and your name on a movement because when you do that you're instantly making yourself a target and especially when the world has shown you that they won't protect you in the way that they should it's just like I'm already risking my life on the daily just by being the color skin that I am being in my skin in itself functioning in a very normal way is a risk to my safety. Just walking down the street is a risk to my safety. Driving in my car is a risk to my safety. Like normal functionings, you're risking your life every day just by going outside. And so it's just like, are you going to paint a target on your back for a larger issue to be an activist? And it's really scary. And then to have these people that have blatantly been able to just do what they want with no like repercussions no nothing like people were police were helping them walk down the steps after they had destroyed federal property like it basically made it seem like they were untouchable and that's the standard that they have like they have video of one of these guys at his hotel after they took the Capitol and, you know, rioted and damaged all the property and all of that. He was just in his, on his like live or whatever, boasting about what he had done. And like, yeah, we took that. They can't touch us. We showed them we had the police running from us. Like they were, he was proud and he was like, I'm untouchable. Like, that was the whole vibe. Like, y'all can't touch me. Nothing can stop me. And we can't continue to let that be, like, the state of mind. And I think that's important to understand, too. You talked about how being a Black activist, you literally have a target on your back. That's literally what Martin Luther King did, though. Like, he knew he was going to die. But he didn't care. He like, either I'm going to die or it's going to continue to go like this. And they can't continue to go like this. So I got to be the one. Like, he literally sacrificed his life. And I think that's what's so important. And I hope it doesn't, like, die off with all this craziness going on. Like, the fact that we need to memorialize his legacy. Because he literally had his house bombed. Like, you think those people were held accountable back then? Absolutely not. They weren't. They were probably applauded and like honored. But he he received death threats. Like people literally followed him around. Like he traveled everywhere to do different. He he was arrested over twenty times throughout his short life. But to think about like all he did. And the marches he led, it's just, it's incredible to think that, like, that was his life goal, was to, like, make a change. 
he wasn't concerned about like making money, having a future, like, you know, building for his kids the whole American dream. He's like he was there to make a difference. And I think that's important to understand is that when you take that step, you literally have a target on your back and you're you know what you've been um basically setting yourself up for. And if there's still something you want to do to carry out, then, yeah, you, you're an activist at this point. People, like, um, I follow this one dude on Instagram. For the reason is long, like, I'd be so scared of his life because he legit be, like, digging up stuff that I don't think anybody would find, you know, like, obviously on the internet because they cover up everything. But he is also in touch with like Farrakhan and even people like Amanda and the lady Empress AK is like they just speak facts about black people and just the world and stuff like that and although they aren't like out there out there as much as you know like Martin Luther King, Rosa Parks, um, Tupac's mom, (laughs) you know all the other people, Angela Davis, like I still be scared for them too because as soon as white people hear something by a black person that they don't like, they like, okay, we'll take that one out. Okay, that one might become a problem. Y'all need to let go of this idea that once we all wake up, we're going to want to take over and all this other stuff. Like, yeah, we all waking up and we was never even sleeping. It's just the fact that the ball has been in your court is y'all way into building a system that just works in it's time to bow out and let people be people and stop treating us like we less than and like we animals and like we don't matter because at the end of the day we just like y'all we bleed the same way you bleed and we deserve to be able to live our lives as beautifully and wonderfully as you and your children do. And that's literally all we're asking for is just a chance to do that. It comes down to obviously, like, obviously with this conversation, we're trying to, like, make people aware of, like, the disparities in terms of, like, the treatment of Black people versus this mob of people that attacked the Capitol um, in hopes that, like, people will start to understand the larger issue of, like, the treatment and, like, the fairness and, like, giving equal justice to everybody. Like, this entire time, everybody is just trying to get equality. The same thing that MLK spoke about, like, equality civil rights for everybody, equal treatment, like, equal, like, sentencing, equal policing, like, police Black people the same way that you police everybody else. There shouldn't be disparities between the way that anybody is treated. And so, hopefully, at some point in the future, we won't have to rehab this conversation or, like, our kids' kids or their kids' kids, because I ain't not it. But <laughs> their 
kids' kids and people's kids' kids continue to have the same conversation years later. Like, there should never be a situation in 20 years, 30 years, 50 years, where it's like Black people are still dealing with the same issues that we've been dealing with today. Because that's not the dream. Like, I have a dream that one day we won't have to deal with this type of stuff. And so hopefully by people having more conversation and, you know, I think this thing with the Capitol helped a lot of people see privilege, especially if they were open to seeing it. A lot of people with privilege may have for the first time in their lives actually been able to clearly see privilege being displayed and clearly see the disparities because it was such a difference between the treatment of Black people protesting and these major, this white mob of people attacking the Capitol. I think that this hopefully brought light to like the privilege of people and helping them understand and recognize the liberties that they have, the difficulties that Black people face on a daily basis, or at least helping them recognize that these issues still exist. Um, also, we know that having these conversations are difficult and they're upsetting. So if at any point, like, you need to take a breather, you need to take a break, it's fine to unplug ignore the updates on everything that's going on that don't make you a bad person that don't make you an ignorant person that don't make you a bad black person that just make you a person that wants to take care of themselves because there's some heavy stuff and even having this conversation there have been a couple of times where i just felt defeated (laughs) in one conversation so Take the time that you need and don't feel bad about it because you got to fight in the good doing whatever it is that you want to do. Okay, well, thank y'all for joining us on this episode. It was nice to be back. Back is CMG. Um, I have this conversation with y'all, I guess, um, but try to do something for MLK Day, even if it's just like Chelsea said, taking care of yourself. Because honestly, like when we had this conversation, I was like, MLK probably looking down at us, like, look at them. Do you black girls with a little boy? (laughs) Say no. But he probably looking at us, and he probably proud, like really looking to see how far black people have come. He's probably proud. And that made me warm a little bit inside, like, a father proud of you though anyway thank y'all for listening it's been a pleasure we will see y'all in the next episode bye